Hi everyone and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness where you know we are determined to bring you back to your superpower self. Today we're talking about a very important topic menopause. Yes, you ladies are not forgotten. We need to come up with solutions because women, as we know, are sometimes even more vibrant after 50 than they were before. So helping us with this issue, joining me today is Dr. Marissa Snyder. She's a functional practitioner, women's hormone expert, and the author of eight books. The newest book is this one, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution, and focuses on solutions for women in perimenopause and menopause, and the author of the number one national best-selling book, The Essential Oils Hormone Solution, which focused on balancing women's hormones naturally. Her other best-selling books, in case you wanna know, are The Smart Mom's Guides to Essential Oils and The Dash Diet Cookbook. All right, Marissa, we have known each other for a long time. We have shared our wisdom on different issues. I am so excited about this book. Women are desperate for answers and solutions. They don't want to feel forgotten as they move into that next transition of life. What inspired you to write a book about menopause? Yes. Well, the big inspiration was my mama who has literally redefined her fifties and beyond on her terms with hair extensions, eyelashes, cute little, little tennis outfits and shoes to match. She ran 75 marathons and half marathons in her fifties and is excited to be abuela to our new baby boy. And she's just living her best life. It's basically what it comes down to, but that wasn't without its challenges before her fifth, before her 50th birthday. You know, a lot of women, we've been told that, you know, we hit menopause and we just fall off the cliff, you know, that we're not, they're not meant to be seen. We're not meant to be heard, but that is so far from the truth. And my mom at 49 was in the throes, I call it the eye of the storm of perimenopause and had a lot of symptoms from exhaustion to hot flashes and night sweats, everything across the board. Um, And she had just been, instead of kind of getting to the root cause of what was going on, really an integrative approach was put on a bunch of patches and medications and made her feel terrible um, to the point that she went into a really serious depression. Mm. And I was able to, we were able to get her off of that and really address the gut, the liver, the insulin resistance, a lot of the things that are really affecting us as women as we hit our forties and beyond. And she came out of there a new woman and was like, I am redefining this next decade. And so she was a major impetus for why I felt this book was so needed right now. Oh, I love it. You know, I follow you on Instagram and I think you posted pictures of your mom on there and she is, she's got it going on. I will tell you that for sure. She looks incredible. Well, what, what is the biggest misconception that we have when it comes to menopause? I think most women 
think, you know, that, okay, they're, I feel like they're in one of two camps. They're either like, well, I'm just getting old. That's the way it is. This is the way it's going to be. I'm just going to fight through this, right? The whole powering through, not powering up. Other women go and seek help. They may go to their doctors. They may go to, you know, different practitioners and they're looking for hormone replacement. And what I hear from many women is they think more is better. I need more testosterone. I need more estrogen. I need more progesterone, you know, my thyroid, my weight, you know, what would you tell those women? What, what's really happening to them and what do they really need? Absolutely. Such a great question. Well, as you and I both know, perimenopause and menopause are inevitable. Just like puberty was inevitable. Just like us having a reproductive cycle is inevitable. That's just how we are as women. But suffering is optional. And, you know, when we go to our practitioners, sometimes we're not looking at the whole picture. And we have been told our entire life, my, you know, my mom has reinvented it, but this isn't her grandma's menopause. You know, it used to be mama's little helper where we would just give them a little something to kind of like placate women. And so I believe one of the biggest misconceptions is that it's the beginning of the end. We've got to end that conversation right now. We've got to dispel that myth. And then the other thing is that, yeah, that that boosting up hormone production as we're designed to wind down isn't always the right solution, especially when maybe it's insulin resistance. Maybe it's metabolics, metabolic changes where we have less flexibility. Maybe it's a gut and a liver that just needs a little extra help. I have found that, you know, an estrogen patch isn't going to fix or solve a thyroid issue and a progesterone cream isn't going to necessarily address that belly fat. And so it's really, it's got to be a more integrative approach. Yes. Hormones shift. Yes. Our ovaries wind down, but can we make pivots in our, in our health, our overall health that can absolutely allow us to soar past our fifties and beyond. And I 100% believe that to be true. If indeed all women just fell off of the proverbial cliff at 50 years old, we'd see cultures around the world struggling. And that is just not the case. Not at all. I agree a hundred percent. I mean, I think that so many women are just coming into their own around 50. I feel like it's such an important defining decade where, you know, you've kind of expended a lot of energy into maybe a career or child rearing or family. And you're finally kind of getting that own for that confidence to move forward. So as you're definitely not done, but here's the other thing that I hear. Not only do I hear, oh, I'm just too old, but oh, I gained weight. It's just, you know, again, I'm too old. I guess this is the way it's supposed to be. Why do women think that gaining weight in menopause is inevitable? Um, here's a, well, because we've been told it is. Because that's just what society keeps telling us is like, uh, we, we have no, you know, you've got, you're getting old, you're gaining weight. We have no use for you. That is really what society paints the picture of. We value so much youth in this culture. And I don't understand why not to say that I don't love youthfulness. I do. I absolutely do. But women's wisdom that is happening. Yeah. Now you think about you and I, or any women that we know, when are we doing the big things in the world? I'd like to say it was my twenties. I'd like to say it was in my early thirties, but it just wasn't. Mm-hmm. It's happening in my, I'm just getting started in my forties. And so like we, the biggest players, when it comes to women making game-changing moves, it is definitely in our forties, fifties and beyond. Now, when it comes to weight resistance, yes, there are things that are shifting. We know that progesterone and estrogen are protective when it comes to insulin sensitivity. We also know that they're protective around our metabolic function. They are shifting, they are declining, but we get to pivot. And you know, it's not calories in just versus calories 
calories in versus calories out or just exercise more. It's about shifting with the way that our bodies are functioning. So I always recommend women to be tracking their hemoglobin A1C, tracking their labs when it comes to fasting glucose, getting a CGM, getting a continuous glucose monitor. I got one on right now. You can't see it. Yes. High five. five. Um, Looking at, you know, trading in those running shoes for strength training. We got to build that muscle mass. So I I feel like I have a lot of unconventional ways that we can address the weight issue um, that is healing the gut, loving our liver. Goodness knows our liver and gut can use all the love that they can get. Increasing our protein intake, building muscle mass and really watching out for our insulin levels. Maybe that's a 12 hour fast from seven PM to 7 AM every single day. There's a lot of different ways that we can encourage insulin sensitivity. And I absolutely believe if we make those pivots and we really move with our metabolism and adjust according to what's going on with our metabolic flexibility, that we can regain that and we can continue to burn um, our metabolic rate. Um, I, I, I believe that to be true. That's what I'm doing. I mean, yeah. my ba- I just had the baby, all my pregnancy weight is gone. And I, it's because I am focused on my gut. I'm focused on my liver. I'm focused on my, clearly my blood glucose levels. Mm -hmm. Um, and I focus a lot on weight training and making sure that I'm getting protein in every, every meal of the day. So I'm a big fan of doing what we can to boost our metabolic flexibility. I love that. Let's break that down for folks because you just unpacked a whole yes, bunch of that little little uh, spiel there. So getting back to the gut, what's happening with the gut as we transition into menopause? Are things just slowing down? And what is your recommendation to keep things moving? Absolutely. Things are slowing down a little bit, especially if we, you know, we got to be looking at thyroid function as well. So if we do have thyroid function, that's a little bit lower, we may see a sluggish digestive system, but over time with, with our modern American lifestyle or everyday lifestyle. We know that we're, we have chemical offenders, we have inflammatory offenders. And so we are definitely creating gut dysbiosis and leaky gut. I believe it's like 85 to 86% of us are dealing with that past the age of 30 years old. So guaranteed that if we are not getting the right nutrients, that our gut function is impairing our ability for everything else. We're having inflammation widespread. So things that we can do is we can up our probiotics, up our digestive enzymes, making sure that we're getting that nutrients and that we are focusing on foods that are going to heal the gut, clean proteins, healthy fats, like olive oils, almonds, avocado is my favorite, and lots of fiber in the forms of green leafy vegetables and the color of the rainbow and remove anything that you can't pronounce. I love it. And then the liver, where does the liver, people get confused with the liver. Yeah. What's happening with the liver? Cause liver is really regulating the whole insulin regulation yes. to begin with. So when that liver gets sluggish, so that's, that's where people, where things start to go askew a little bit, what should they be doing about that? Absolutely. So I just want to say that most of us after the age of 30, we haven't really thought a lot about our liver. Our liver is going to need a little bit of help. And the reason for that is, as you mentioned, not only is the liver filtering toxins 24 seven, it's also helping to metabolize hormones and break down hormones like estrogen, excess estrogen metabolites through phase one and phase two liver detoxification. But the other thing that liver the liver does is it stores 
glucose in the form of glycogen. And if we've got too much of that, it turns it into triglycerides, which then we store in adipose tissue. And you know where that adipose tissue is, girl, it is in the abdominal area. So if we do have a sense of an insensitivity to insulin, that liver is just having to crank that glycogen over to triglycerides. So there's lots of beautiful ways that we can love our liver. One, increasing our sulforane driven foods, broccoli, broccoli sprouts, sprouts, cruciferous vegetables, making sure that we've got the right nutrients and essential amino acids, things like choline, B vitamins, vitamin C, glutathione are going to be huge. Um, yes. And then reducing the wine down, yeah. you know, please preach <laughs> my poor ladies. They want their wine and their drinks and all that other stuff, but your chocolate, <laughs> yes, happy so excess caffeine excess wine excess chocolate excess ibuprofen and natural anti you know natural anti-inflammatories are going to wear on that liver so we have to be really mindful about what we're putting into our bodies because that poor that poor hard-working woman that liver of ours she is working double time and so being mindful about what we're putting in our bodies and then helping to support the liver as it's continuing to do its job every single day but wine is a major concern Concern. I, I think, you know, we all turn that 40 year old corner and, and wine, you know, it, it doesn't feel the same way that it used to feel anymore. You wake up sluggish, you wake up brain fog, the migraines start to happen. And that's really your liver telling you, I can't take anymore. Yeah, I agree so much. I think that many people don't realize that. And they, you know, they continue to have like, the, they think again, they bought into another myth that wine relaxes you, the antioxidants are good, all these other things. Really, there are other ways to get those antioxidants in. And a good cup of tea might relax you too. So just keep that in mind as well. I yeah. am obsessed with a rooibos tea, oh, like the cozy. Oh, favorites. one of my absolute favorites. Well, I love, I love how you break it down. And yes, the weight training, even I had to finally, like, I hate the gym. I hate the gym. I'm a yoga Pilates person. I don't want to go to the gym, but, but again, it's made such a tremendous difference with building muscle and really managing glucose. I've been wearing a glucose monitor too. So I kind of know where my blood sugars are. That in itself is such great education, guys. Many times we are thinking it's time to eat, but we really don't need to eat. Hunger and emotion and all that that's wound up together is shifting and changing. Data really helps to drive those decisions. So where do essential oils fit into this equation with menopause when we've got the gut that we need to balance, the liver that we need to love, insulin that we need to keep regulated, we need our protein, we need to build muscle. Where do the essential oils fit into the uh, overall picture there? Well, you and I both know more than anyone that this health journey is a continuum. Girl, there's no end game. We don't ever get <laughs> off of this train. <laughs> Hence why we do what we do every day. And I think so often we're looking for that magic bullet. We're looking for that thing, right? And it's just, it's just settle into the fact that you get to live in this beautiful body all the way up to the end and you're pivoting and making changes. But I do believe that we deserve simple instant wins. And that's where essential oils come into play. I know how good that glass of wine tastes. I know how good that piece of chocolate tastes. I know that that feels like a great win, but sometimes we, we definitely feel the side effects of those on the other side. And so I'm always looking for women, like what's a great swap that's going to give us that relaxation. That's going to give us that instant energy. That's going to give us our brain function that we're firing on all cylinders. And that's where oils come into play. They have that ability 
ability to go in, change our state. We can choose our mood. We can get that little energy boost without the cappuccino at three o'clock in the afternoon. And that is what I love about oils, that women, we deserve the beauty of simple, beautiful wins, but it doesn't have to be at our expense. Yes. And oils are easy, right? I mean, they go in a purse, they go on a table, they go on a nightstand. I have them everywhere. They're diffused. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're a big part of my life as well. Well, here's what we're going to do now, because, you know, I know so many women and they have different conditions. We're going to pick your brain. So here we go. Um, Estrogen dominance, those heavy periods, that transitional period before many women go into full-blown menopause. And a lot of times there's the breast congestion with it, which is Mm -hmm. on a mammogram or ultrasound, they'll talk about dense breasts or heavy breasts. Your fibroids might start to enlarge. What's your favorite essential oil solution for that? Mm, My favorite essential oil solution for that is going to be one that involves loving your gut and liver. Uh, So my go-to turmeric and frankincense, because I know we can have some congestion in those. We want to make sure those detox pathways are open. The estrobolum in the gut is working properly, right? And then also I love, especially for those cramps and those heavy bleeding, my go-to essential oil is the Beyonce of hormone essential oils, Clary Sage. She is a powerhouse. Yes. Okay. So my go-to, yeah, and you can just roll that over that the abdomen, right on, right underneath, three inches below the belly button, right over that ovaries and the uterus. That'll really help to support. Um, but overall, I really want to help remove that congestion, and that we do that with the gut and liver. So many of the suggestions that I made earlier. I love that. That's a good one. Let's do one more. What about hot flashes, night sweats that many women deal with? They think they need hormones first. What's your answer to that? Yeah. Hot flashes are not always estrogen depletion, or we would see women all over the world having hot flashes and we just don't. I think hot flashes are tied more to stress, insulin resistance, blood sugar issues. And again, why does the liver keep coming up today, Dr. Taz? Liver. It's all about Um, the liver. It is all about the liver today. But I do have a hot flash extinguisher spray that I think is amazing. Honestly, just a two ounce, little two ounce bottle, um, witch hazel or distilled water and clary sage and peppermint in it. And you can literally spritz yourself and cool that down. Although I do, although as much as I love a great solution for the right now, I love to address the underlying cause as well. So we got to, I know women notice when they have that glass of wine at night, those night sweats come on like a vengeance. Yep. Uh, Wine, sugar, caffeine, Mm -hmm. spicy foods, all of those, you know, stress liver has been the theme today earlier. Someone was reminding me that the liver, when it's actually a part of your spirit in Chinese medicine, it's part of your individual spirit. So it's very representative of you. And so when it's stressed and overburdened or congested, guess where it blocks energy to the breast. And so that's why so many women as they hit perimenopause, menopause, will start to see that liver get sluggish and then in turn have a lot more breast congestion, more estrogen dominance, all these things that we talk about. All right, last one, because our pandemic summer bodies or something everybody is after, what do you like to use to help prevent cravings, hunger, insulin resistance, the world of weight? What's your favorite? So my favorite oil is 100% peppermint. She takes the show. Couple couple benefits why. One, it is an appetite suppressant. It's been studied in the Journal of Neurology. Just breathing peppermint in will literally help you win the cupcake stare down or the ice cream stare down or the coffee <laughs> and sugar stare down, whatever stare down you got to win. Yeah. And then also by breathing in peppermint oil, we increase our oxygen, our oxygen capacity by 7%. So mm-hmm. we're able to walk faster, run faster, work out easier 
easier. So if you're finding yourself having that difficult time, just getting into the gym, getting into your garage, wherever your gym is, right? It's on your phone. It's always just getting there, it's getting started. Grab that essential oil, that peppermint essential oil, breathe it in. And it's like, you get like a little mega boost to really get yourself moving. I love that. All of these are such great ideas. Well, tell us about your new book. Where can people find it? It's the Essential Oil Menopause Solution. And I think you have a gift for everyone listening today. So talk to us about all of that. Yes, absolutely. So the book can be purchased everywhere and anywhere, even in bookstores. They're open in some parts of the country. Yes. Um, but it is on sale on Amazon as it as always, everything is. Um, and I have an amazing, I have a book bonus toolkit. It's $500 in bonuses, a masterclass that goes through root causes and dispels every myth about menopause. Um, I've got cheat sheets. I've got um, bonus chapters because Dr. Taz, I overwrote girl and I had to boot some <laughs> chapters. Um, and those are on weight resistance, breast health, bone health, and cardiovascular health. Because as we know, those are still major concerns for us moving on in our 50s and beyond. Um, and there's so many other wonderful goodies in there as well. A, a shopping guide to go with the 21-day the program. And all you got to do is put your name and email in there once you grab the book. And voila, you can start taking action while you're waiting for the book to get delivered to you. Oh my gosh, I love it. Has the book been released yet? Is it, it is. It is officially okay. out as of last week. Okay, so you wrote this book while you were pregnant? And while I was pregnant. Towards the end of my pregnancy, yes. All right, Superwoman. What is your one Superwoman hack to staying sane, to staying healthy, to staying well, and still in your passion and your power, which I know is so important to both of us? Gratitude. It's okay. gratitude. Every single day I write in my journal about what I'm grateful for. And then I have a rose quartz crystal by my bedside. And I list out all the things at night when I go to bed that I'm grateful for that the day brought me. And that is how I center my day. Well, take that everyone find your passion, find what motivates you. And if you are someone in perimenopause or menopause, please pick this book up. If not for you, for somebody that you love because there is no reason women are done as they hit menopause. We've got a whole lot more stuff to do. So thank you all. Thank you, Marissa, for joining me today. Thank you everyone for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Remember to rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you all next time. <laughs>